Hi there. Thanks so much for joining me today. Today, I title my messages at your feet again. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you for your compassion for us. And we thank you that you're reaching out. You're just wanting us to know all the good that you have for us. We just receive from you today your goodness, your love, your revelation, knowledge, and that healing that you want to do. We love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. I do believe Jesus wants to do a healing today. I was actually at his feet this morning, and I heard him start talking to me about his compassion and Mary, um, how I could just see her on her, her knees and reaching up to him, and maybe because of the part in the passion that I saw, but that instantly came to my mind and Jesus is saying that he has understanding for our sin. He knows why we sin. He knows that our flesh is drawn to sin. And really, that's why he came to set us free. And he wants to set us free today. And you know, that does happen when you sit at his feet and you just go to him. And instead of going off in that wrong direction that you know you shouldn't be, but you just sit there and you let him touch you. And through this reading today, I just want to show you how he was ministering his acceptance to us. And so Jesus in um, John 8, Jesus was on the Mount of Olives early in the morning and he came back to the temple and the people came in crowds. He sat down and he was teaching them. And when the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, they made her stand in the middle of the court. And he put the case be- they put the case before him. Teacher, they said, this woman has been caught in the very act of adultery. Now Moses and the law commanded us that such women offenders shall be stoned to death. But what do you say to do with her? What is your sentence? And this they said to try to test him, hoping that they might find a, a charge on which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger. However, when they persisted with their question, he raised himself up and said, let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. And then he bent down and went on writing on the ground. They listened to him and then they began going out, conscious stricken one by one from the oldest down to the last one of them till Jesus was left there alone with a woman woman standing before her in the center of the court. And then Jesus raised himself up raised himself up and he said to her, woman, where are your accusers? Has no man condemned you? And she answered, no one, Lord. And he said, I don't condemn you either. Go on your way and from now on, sin no more. Once more, Jesus addressed the crowd and he said, I'm the light of the world. He who follows me will not be walking in the dark, but he will have the light, which is life. Whereupon the Pharisees told him, you're testifying on your own behalf. Your testimony is not valid, or is it wor- and it's worthless. Jesus answered, even if I do testify on my own behalf, my testimony is true and reliable and valid, for I know where I have come from and where I'm going. But you do not know where I have come from or where I'm going. You set yourselves up to judge according to the flesh by what you see. You, you conde- you're condemned by external human standards. I do not. I set myself up to judge or condemn or sentence anyone. 
Yet even if I do judge, my judgment is true, my decision is right, and I'm not alone in making it, but there are two of us, and I am the Father, and I'm in the Father. There are two of us, I and the Father, who sent me. And so what Jesus was saying to me today is actually exactly that. He was talking to me about how when we sin, we're sinning because we can't really deal with what's happening. We're in fear. We're insecure. We blame our sin, just like, you know, they were just accusing her and it said to test him. And they were jealous, obviously, of Jesus and felt um, threatened by him because he came and he, he was good. And, you know, that happens even when today, like if you're around someone who's not a Christian, your holiness bothers them. Doing the right thing bothers them. And so the, with two sides of it, not only was Jesus bothering them and they were looking to persecute him, somehow get rid of him, because he did convict them of their sin just by being as holy as he was, um, is. And um, not only that, God was showing me that a person that is in sin, a person that goes off and sins and you know, subconsciously you, are, you know that you're sinning, but because of your state without Jesus, you can't really do anything about it. Unless actually, that's what he was saying. When you get on your feet, on your knees, when you go to his feet, he's going to heal you. And so you don't have to do that sin. But anyway, so they were accusing her because it made them feel better and made them feel good about themselves. They're insecure. And so they're just accusing her of what she was doing as if it was any worse than what they were doing. And... Um, you know, the Word of God plainly tells us that one sin isn't any different than the other. If you break one law, you break all the law. And really, you know, when you think about sin and, well, what is a big deal if I sin? The big deal if you sin is that you're being entrapped by the enemy. You're being imprisoned. Um, you're, you're really being held captive by him. And that's why Jesus came to set us free from sin. And he said that. He has understanding. He has compassion. When he met Mary eye to eye, and I don't believe he had to say anything, just like when you sit at his feet. He doesn't have to say anything. You just know you're forgiven. You also have understanding of why you're doing what you're doing. And he shows you that. And he loves on you in those moments. And then he says, no, there, now you're set free. You're healed go and sin no more. You get it. I've showed you what the problem is. And when you deal with that problem, then you're good. And I just know that God is saying today to us, instead of going on and doing what you know is wrong, because you have justified it one way or another, he's saying, come and sit at my feet. Come and let me heal you. Let me take care of this for you. Let me show, show you what's right and how to live in that holiness. And then you're not going to be accusing other people or even blaming other people for the sin that you live in. 
you're going to have acknowledgement of who you are, where you're at. You know, I often say that I ask God to correct me because really he's recreating me in his likeness and setting me up to set me free. And there was something in my life that he had showed me periodically. And I just thought it, you know, it, it didn't matter that I could just do this, that I had a right to do this and it was wrong. And that, you know, I, I would often think that God must agree with me. But at the same time, I knew not, but it was the fear of doing the right thing that kept me from doing the right thing. And because I'm constantly asking him to correct me, he, he kept bringing it up. And I'm like, I got to deal with this. I got to just do this, even though I am afraid to do it, even though I think this bad thing is going to happen if I do it. Because, you know, that was really just the fear of the enemy. The fear the enemy puts on us to keep us in sin. And then it's one thing, and then he adds another thing to it, and it all connects. And almost like a lie, you tell one lie, you tell another lie. You don't know who you told which lie, and then, you know, they all connect together. And so then you, you're doing, um, I don't know, I guess I'm just thinking of movies where they do that. They lie, and then they, they got to do this, and they got to do that, and that. And they're doing all these things to cover up their lie. And that's what God is saying to us today. We, we're trying to cover up our sin, and it's easier to point your finger at somebody else rather than to say, hey, wait a minute, you know, I want to get myself fixed up. And, you know, when you do that, the other thing God was showing me, because I had some questions about some people in my life, and I was just like, why? What's going on here? And he wants us to have understanding so we can have compassion for them. And he was saying that exact same thing. He was saying their sin is what's going on here. When they sin, they feel bad about themselves. And so it feels good to cover up their insecurity by, you know, judging someone else. And so we're judging someone else by, like Jesus said, you know, with what right when we ourselves have our own sin. And so in judging that person, um, people naturally feel right, you know, better about themselves. The Pharisees are like, you know, we're good. <laughs> we're, we're the religious leaders, you know, and look at, we caught this woman in sin. And what do you think we should do about it since you're, you're saying that you're the son of God? And so not only to make themselves look good, but to accuse Jesus, to catch him in something. And so that's what people do because they're so miserable with themselves. You know, your sin makes you miserable. When you do the right thing, you're going to have happiness, peace, joy, and contentment. And Jesus said that. You're going to have my joy in you. I'm telling you all this stuff. I'm telling you what's right. I'm telling you how to live in my kingdom, doing the right thing, so that you can have my joy in you to the full. If you have joy on the inside of you and you have Jesus on the inside of you, you can have compassion for that person that doesn't know what you know, for that person that is maybe even accusing you or persecuting you. You can have compassion for them because you get it, because you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, teaching you, because you're here at his feet again. You know, when you catch yourself doing something, you know it isn't right, and you have all this confusion going on, just sit at his feet and let him heal you so you can get rid of that. 
just let him help you to just get rid of that sin because that sin is not good for you. Sin brings on evil, sickness, disease, poverty. You don't have God's covering when you live in sin. And, um, you know, people think that they're naturally going to sin and you don't have to naturally sin. You really don't. And that's what it's all about. Jesus came and he bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain, your sin. He took on everything for you so that you can be guilt-free, so you can be sin-free. And that doesn't mean so you can go sin again. That means so that you can let it go, so that you can give it to him. And you can let him take care of it for you. You can receive your healing. He bore your sickness, your disease, and your sorrow. And, and those things come from sin. So he took care of it for you. He's setting you free. He's not trying to say, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. Just to tell you not to do something, just to rule over you. But he's saying that is going to entrap you in guilt and condemnation. And you're just going to be imprisoned by the enemy. And then, of course, he wants to take you with him to hell when you leave here. And you're already actually living in hell right here on the earth under that condemnation. You know, um, God convicts. And conviction is, hey, do the right thing. Just, just do the right thing. And like that woman, like Mary, she felt his love. He protected her. He understood why she was doing what she was doing. He understands why you're doing what you're doing. And so when you, when you run to him, when you sit at his feet, he's going to heal you. He's not going to spank you. He's going to heal you. He's going to correct you. And he's going to show you that you don't have to do that, that you can trust him, that he he wants good for you, and that's why he came. And we need that kind of healing so that we can be that representative. So we don't just blend in with everybody else and we're all sitting in this gossip party, putting everybody else down, accusing this person. Well, at least I don't do that. Don't you hear that all the time? I do. I hear that. At least I don't do that. I'm not doing what they're doing. At least I'm not doing that. I'm better than them. Isn't that what you're saying? When you say that, you're saying, I'm better than them. At least I'm not doing that. And God is saying, no, that's not it. They're doing that for a reason. They've been hurt or, you know, there's a reason why they're doing what, they've been, what they're doing. And pain is a big thing, and, and it just, we cover it up with stuff, and we think we got to hide stuff that isn't perfect about us because that's the way our society is. And when we hide it, we're covering it up with sin. And if we would just uncover all that and, and just take it all off and sit at his feet, he can fix it. He can make it better, so you don't have to cover things up anymore. You know, this thing that he was dealing me about with, I, I just felt so good after. I just went ahead and did it. And there was really nothing to be afraid of. It was just a lie of the enemy. He's just a liar. He was just a liar. And um, now I'm feeling convicted to tell you. So I'm going to tell you what I was doing. So um, I have 
two little Yorkies and I didn't want to vaccinate them because I didn't think it was right. And I thought Jesus should think the same thing. And I just didn't want to do it and I didn't do it and I didn't do it, but I kept feeling bad about it. And then finally he showed me that I have to follow the law. And if I'm not following the law, just because I'm afraid or I don't agree with it, and I'm afraid of the side effects of it because I did some looking into it. But instead, I can believe that if we drink something deadly, it won't harm us. And so I did that, and I got it right. And I, and I, they had their rabies vaccination, and I felt good about it. But see, the enemy was controlling me with that. You know, it doesn't always have to be something really deep, but fear is deep. It's deeply rooted in you, and it's going to control you. And so you got to get rid of it. You got to just, there's so many things that I'm, I look back that I was afraid of that caused me to sin or at least stole my joy away and made me feel like I had to hide something because it's fear. And you don't even want people to know you're afraid of things because, you know, it's silly, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, um, some things like the dog thing, I'm not really concerned about anyone knowing I'm afraid of that. But some things, but the thing is, you can take everything to his feet. And you can sit at his feet and he can get you all fixed up. He can get you healed. He can set you free from that fear. And, you know, I did that. I mean, I just, I knew it was the enemy just coming over me with all this fear. And, and I'm like, God, I need your help. I need your help in this. And he just gave me a, a huge peace because I agreed to do what he told me to do. And I had that peace. And maybe you think that's silly, I don't know, but there's a lot of things we do that are very silly because we're afraid. And so anyway, the sin in that is I was breaking the law. And so um, we, gotta, we have to follow the law. We have to do the law. You break one law, you broke all the law. And so I'm so glad I got that behind me. I have a joy and a peace and I feel like I... I have a new freedom. Every time God sends me free, I have a new freedom. And so I wanted to share that with you just because he was asking me to do that. And I can be transparent if he wants me to be. We don't always like to be, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, so God wants you to sit at his feet. Jesus is beckoning you to come and just let him do that work in you. He came that you may have life and have it to the full until it overflows. And so that's what he wants you to do. He wants to sit at his feet so that he can give you that life. And he's so gentle, you know, one little thing at a time. And then you go and you got another thing and he, and he gets you fixed up with that. And then you got another thing. And then you just get freer and freer, happier and happier. He just, he's good. He's so good. And so I just want to encourage you to do that. Just sit at his feet every morning. Stop looking at the speck in your brother's eye and get that log out of your own eye. Get fixed up every day. Sit at his feet every day and let him take those blinders off. You know, we sing that song, I was blind and now I see. And we do see in the light. And he's called us out of the dark. But we got to sit at his feet every day and listen to that light shed more and more light on us so that we can grow up in his likeness and be that light. And you know, just 
want to back to backtrack to where we can have compassion on other people that are in the midst of cutting someone else up, cutting someone else down, poking fingers. And, you know, we can have compassion in, in that place. And even just be praying for them and asking our part what we can do to help them rather than to, like, strike back. And that's how, you know, God wants to grow us up to that place where we're not striking back. And that's why he's like, well, someone hits you on the cheek, let them hit you on the other cheek. Because why? Because that's where they're at. And because that... There's so many reasons, so many places I could go with this, but that's really showing your maturity and showing them where they're at. And, you know, he might not even, right, mean a literal slap. That's what we're talking about today. Somebody putting you down and putting you down and you know that they are and, you know, and, and you just let it go and you just let it go. You forgive them seven times, 77 times a day. That should cover it. <laughs> so anyway... God wants to come and sit at his feet. He wants to heal you. He wants to grow you up so that you can go and do that greater work. So you can be like him. So you can be like him and go do his work. And so if you never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you when he was here, he said to the disciples, it's better that I go. And then the greater one, I mean, <laughs> the father will come, the greater one, he's the father. He will come and he will send his spirit to come and live on the inside of you. And the Amplified Bible amplifies um, the message. And he said that he'll remind you of things he said. He'll be your standby, your counselor. He'll tell you things to come. He's, he's going to warn you of things. He's so good, so in love with you. And so if you'd like to say that prayer, I'd like to say it with you. You should know that he bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. He came and shed his blood for you so you could be right with the Father so his spirit could come and live on the inside of you. So dear Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you did all of that for us. And we're just asking that you come and live on the inside of us. Your word says that you're knocking on the door of our heart. And if you invite us in, that you will come in and you will dine with us. And so we're calling you to come in and to teach us, to correct us, to grow us up to be like you. We thank you, Lord, that you want to and that you're reaching out to us every moment through all kinds of different ways that you want us to know. You want us to know you and you want us to know that you understand our sin and that you want to help us get rid of it so you can set us free so we can live that abundant life and to live with you for eternity. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. God is so good. He's so in love with you. If you said that prayer, I'd love it so much. If you let me know, if I inspired you, I'd love it if you let me know. If you never asked Jesus in your heart before, and this is your first time, he is his word. John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was word, and the word is God. And so when you start looking at this word, you're looking at God, his opinion, his correction. You're looking at him healing you. You're looking at the good news, the good he wants to do with you, do in you. And you're gonna, when you come in agreement with him, he's just gonna manifest all this goodness in your life. You're gonna know what he's thinking. 
You're going to have that conviction so that you can change, so that you can know that you're even in sin. You don't know if you're in sin without him telling you are. And then you can know that you can live free from sin. He came so that you can live free from sin, so that you can live holy. And holy only means set apart in agreement with him, set apart with him, honoring him and doing his way, living in his kingdom right here on the earth and being a witness for him, showing the Father, saying and doing what the Father would say and do. God is so good. He's so in love with you. Thanks so much for listening today, and God bless you.